What's up, everybody, and welcome to the KJ52 podcast. Uh, first of all, sorry for uh, spending a little bit lax on my episode game. I apologize for that. Uh, I'm back in the swing of things. We have now finished up the Kickstarter for the Jonah movie. Uh, we were able to crowdfund that thing at 125%. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if you're tuning in and you haven't had a chance to check out what I got going on over at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash KJ52. Just about every one of these episodes, I put up like a bonus song or a bonus unreleased track or something like that. So if you go over there and you become a patron, you can get access to a ton of unreleased music, uh, especially stuff that you hear me put on this podcast. All that basically does is just help us pay for the podcast and uh, just, you know, continue to um, do what I do. So either way, no pressure to do that. But if you can do something, please go to iTunes and rate and subscribe. Uh, That helps me move up the charts and just show up in different search engines and stuff like that. So today's episode is a little bit different than my typical podcast. Most of the ones I've been doing lately revolve either around a message or revolve around, you know, a specific album or time musically. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, and for those that don't know, uh, I played sports in high school. Was never a phenomenal athlete, but sports actually kind of gave me the opportunity to, the first thing, to just share Christ and to be a light. Um, and so sports have always kind of held a, a kind of a close part in my heart. So I thought I would do something a little bit different for this podcast as I'm actually going back and interviewing a childhood homie that I used to play football with. Um, this was on the day that I went and spoke at my old high school's FCA. For those on FCA, is it's Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and um, I thought this would just give you guys just a really unique insight into my life as a young believer, uh, way before the music really came into play, of just what it meant to kind of walk that thing out. And uh, yeah, so I just thought it's a little bit different. So uh, tune in. I hope you guys dig it. I'm going to put a bonus song on the end, probably. You know what? I'm just going to put Game Face as a bonus song at the end. That's definitely a sports anthem. So, love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I can, I can walk on it some. It's just, it hurts like mad. So. Speaking of hurts, this is a guy who put a hurting on me in high school to the tune of one massive concussion. Uh, I'm here with a childhood homie from way back. When I say childhood, I'm talking 90, 1990-ish. I was a sophomore in '90, so that's so when 90, I probably. Yeah. I don't think I met you that year, but. Um, uh, what year did you start playing football? Was it '90? I was '90, but I was JV. Okay. You were on varsity. Okay. Yeah. Let's so I ahead. couldn't put a hurt on you then. Let's go ahead and put, establish that from the jump. Um, I'm here with a friend of mine. He is uh, a guy I've known for a very long time, and uh, kind of thought about doing this as I came up here to my old alma mater, which is Mariner High School in Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, every once in a while I've been asked to come up and speak at FCA, uh, which is kind of significant because you and I were FCA uh, brohams, compadres. Uh, <laughs> I was the president, you were the VP, which meant if I died, you had to take yeah, over. Absolutely. Which, again, going back to the hit that you put on me our <laughs> senior year, it kind of looks like an inside job if I think about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, and just announce who you are, maybe a little bit. Mr. Thomas. Oh, see, that's just a man. You're in a man of authority. He's got a walkie-talkie. So I'm, I'm Robert Butts. I'm currently the principal of Mariner High School, the, the high school that Jonah and I have went to school at. I'm, I call him Jonah. Everybody else calls him KJ52, so he gives me a hard time. His birth name will always be the name that uh, that is special to me. <laughs> 
but I uh, had an opportunity to, uh, to actually Jonah led me to the Lord in the back of a math class. Yes. And so what a, so he's somebody that I, whenever I share my testimony with people, he's the, he's the, he's the name that always comes up, his birth name. Not, right. Not, not the new name. No, well, uh, yeah. I Actually, the name of the movie is called Jonah, so we're oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going, see, it's excellent. all full circle. So that's a great place to start. I think that story is, is one of the most amazing stories of how God can transform a life in the middle of where you are. And it's funny that, again, coming up here to speak for FCA, football, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, I, think, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people understand what a hotbed Florida is, much less southwest Florida, for prep football. You know, out of this area, you've had countless amount of NFL players, certainly Division One A college players, and at the time, Mariner High School was definitely in the running for that. Do you agree? Yeah, our senior year, we had um, five. Was it five? I think it was five One A athletes that that uh, graduated from here, all all on a full scholarship, going somewhere. So yes, um, South Florida, well, Florida in general. Right. When you look at the statistics for college recruiting, football, football's number one, or Florida's number one for high school football. Texas is number two, California's number three, and then Georgia's number four. So football, by far, is the number one uh, state for recruiting high school football athletes. And and then of course one of the guys that we played with. Uh, went on to play for the Bucks. Greg Spires. Went on to play in the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and also stole my best friend's hat for Brian Stapp. Excellent. <laughs> I didn't know that story, but I yeah, can Brian. See well, Brian always reminds me of that. He's like, I still need a hat back. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think to set the stage would be a good time. So I was, I was brand new to the high school. I had just moved here, and I had also just came to Christ um, through, through the radio. And, you know, I was like an artistic kid, but kind of like forsook all that. Art, artist creative side because I thought the, the football players were way cooler and they were way more popular so I decided I was going to be an athlete like 8th grade which no real experience or background definitely not the genetics so much for it but I think I had heart and and maybe a dogged determination but even in sports that's really not enough <laughs> oh it's enough it works in the movie Rudy but that's it, about yeah, it yeah that's it um, but anyway I, I, I've always looked at back at this time and realized that whether or not you're equipped for the job God can still use you and I remember at the time being just this very young believer, and I think it was maybe our junior year of high school, we shared a class, right? It Correct. Was a chemistry class or something like that. And I think you sat right behind me, and I'm just going to brag on Rob because he won't brag on himself, um, because he was this lanky, tall, white guy that freaking ran a four five forty. And if you understand anything about f- sports and skill position, it's not usually the white players that are in... In, in those type of positions, especially in South Florida, where we are a hotbed of great athletes, not necessarily white athletes. <laughs> so I was really in awe of his ability to not only be a starting wide receiver um, at, at, on our team, but also just his just natural ability. It was really something I was very envious of, because um, I was working like crazy to just try and be fast enough to be a wide out, and he's you know, and one thing again to have these the, the innate abilities, but he just had a tenacity on the football field. Because if it's to be in a sophomore and to start on a statewide ranked team, that's a big deal. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to mirror this guy because whatever he's doing, he's doing right. But I also, at the same time, was like, man, I think this guy's really lost. <laughs> like, and it was funny too because you used to have this like superstitiousness oh, about yes. yourself. Absolutely, very and, superstitious. And and it was weird because you were the starting wide receiver, but what was the thing that you felt plagued you? I remember you sharing this. 
I don't remember. You said that every time you caught a pass in a game, we lost. No. Well, that, that wasn't it? No, that's not it because I never, I had never caught a pass. You had never caught a pass. That's what, that's it, was. what it was. You had never caught a pass yeah, in a because, game. Because, yeah, because there was all of this hype surrounding me going into the ju- to my junior year right. about this great wide receiver that's a junior and he's going to do great things. And I think, I want to say we were three or four games into it mm-hmm. and hadn't caught a pass. That's what was plaguing me. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that is darn near torture oh, yes. to a wide receiver. Absolutely. Um, and the team was, I think we were in the top five in the state. Yep. Uh, so to be there, and did you feel like you were going to lose your position at some point? Or no, did you just feel like it just never seemed to work out? It just never, there was always something that was bugging me, like like an emptiness that... You know, it's not like they weren't throwing the ball to me. Yeah. I mean, the ball's getting thrown to me, but it was just out of reach. I mean, I remember the week before you led me to the Lord, I remember sitting and watching the film where Brian Conenberg, who was our quarterback, overthrows me by about, (laughs) I don't know, 10 yards or something like that. And I remember laying out for the ball and hitting the ground with my arms extended, laying flat on the ground. I remember watching the film and just looking at myself going, that's what, me. What, what else do I have to do? Yeah, look look at me. I'm sprawled out. I'm laying flat on my face, and the, the ball's rolling away from me, and I'm just laying there going, what do I have to do <laughs> to, to actually, actually get the to ball? To get my position. To me, yeah. So it was, it, it, was, it was such a frustration. Yeah. And the Lord used that circumstance to bring me to the lowest of lows. Isn't that funny? Yep. That how we have to, like... And it's funny, too, especially as an athlete, you put so much of your identity... Yes. In your performance, mm-hmm. in your team, in, you know, I think every kid that plays Sandlot football, no matter what position they play, there's nothing more glorious than catching the pass. Absolutely. And I think that's what drew me to the position of wide receiver. I didn't, I loved just, it's like, and it's such, it, even though football is such a team sport, when you're a wide out, it is a one-on-one thing. Absolutely. You have to beat that guy in front of you. There's no one else to help you. There's no block. There's It's literally your abilities versus his abilities and hopefully a decent pass. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, there is there's it's such an adrenaline rush. And I think anybody that's ever played wide out, I don't think there's anything that compares to it. No. And it's a certain kind of breed. It's a certain mentality. And you have to be fast, but you also have to be reactionary. You have to have great hand-eye coordination, and you still have to be able to block. Oh, yeah. And then most high school teams at that time weren't passing the ball at all. No, no. I, I think, well, we had we were so run-focused right. that I think we actually only threw the ball six or seven times <laughs> a game. Which I didn't understand because I always thought Culver was such a really good quarterback. Well, and you think about the team that we had. You had Dave Smith, who was the other wide receiver, and yeah. Jerome Dixon, who was the tight end, right. and all three of us got Division One scholarships. Division One scholarships on a for receiving. I, do you think a, a lot of that team. was the coach? Like he just didn't want to pass the ball. Um, like he seemed like Alabama. Like, well, coach he could have ran a four man wishbone if he tried. Coach Rolls' philosophy was this: He said three things happen when right. you throw the ball, and two of them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> So you're either throwing an interception or an incomplete pass. Those are the two bad things. Yeah. Or actually, or you get sacked. We, I guess you could say four. So I, the reason I want to say all this is because you know if you haven't played team sports, much less played wideout position, it's it's a little hard to understand because even how good you are, it really still comes down to the pass. You got to have a decent quarterback and a coach that believes in it. 
so I, I say all this to set the tone is that I would see Rob just come in every Monday just so frustrated and angry. And uh, and I just remember one time, like, you just kept saying GD over and over. And I wasn't the type to be like, how dare you, you blaster. Right. I was a brand new Christian. So I was like, you have to look at people where they are. And I understood, one, I, one, I was like, dang, I'm so envious of his, his athletic ability. But two, to be that close and to not get it. And I started putting myself and I thought, but yet here I am, this new Christian. And I thought, I just remember thinking, or maybe even I said something to the effect of like, you know, whether you get your touchdown or not, in the eternal scheme of things, I'm sure I didn't use this fluffy language, no, no, but no, 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 no. I, I remember essentially saying, in the bigger picture, that really doesn't mean anything. That if you're separated from God, essentially that is the ultimate missed pass. Do you remember the conversation it, it was going something, something to something that Something similar to that. And, all, and I remember going through my mind, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> but then... But then you just, it, it, and it was it wasn't just one conversation. I believe it was several. Was it that that led up to that? But the conversation in the back of the math class, you heard my frustration and more yeah. and the frustration, and it was something <coughs> similar to, "Are you going to get saved or what?" <laughs> I do remember saying so something. Like that. It, I was like, I was like, "You want to get saved right now, right here yeah, was, in the back of this math?" And I think I had said that to many people. I, or maybe I hadn't, but I just remember it being like, I'm just going to roll the dice, you know, because that's what had happened in my life. You know, it was several conversations, but then it was finally just someone just giving me the opportunity. Right. And and I I, I think when you're like, okay, yep. or something like that, and I was like, oh, crap, what do I do now? Right, and that's and that's basically what it was, because it was, you you said that to me, and I just, I remember just stopping. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Let me give it the- and there's, um, and I remember just stopping and thinking... I need what you've been talking about. Yeah. And it's funny how you can you can share the gospel with a zillion people, but sometimes it's the right thing at the right time when that person needs it. Right. And um because you never know. It's it's not you and you never know the circumstances that that other person is going through. Right. Even they can verbalize all they want, but you never know what's in their heart. And right. that's and that's what the Lord had had been working with me. And so the funny thing about this was, because I, I think I maybe I had led somebody else to Christ at that point or something like that. And so you, you do this sort of like, again, you pray the prayer. It's like it becomes this sort of magic formula, which probably isn't always the most best thing at times. But God works even in our screw up, in our sad attempts at doing most things. Most best things, that's... He, a, he, that's, he, that's he really... draws straight lines with crooked sticks. That's yes. the best way I heard it put. Um, and I remember we... Go, I'll never forget this. We... It was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, all right, football. It was the last period it of the was. class. Yep. And you just went through your normal routine. It's like, go to the locker room, get changed. And for some reason, I'll never forget this, that day, the news anchor was out. Correct. And we used to get a lot of coverage. Yep. Uh, we used to get a lot of coverage on the news side. And I remember, and of course, I was, I'm sure I was sitting on the sideline watching this happen because <laughs> I certainly wasn't starting. Um, and I remember you ran out. And you did this just, I don't know if it was a post to the corner. It was a post. See, it's amazing that you remember that too. So it was a post, which I had seen Rob do a thousand times. And the quarterback hurls it. And just like you had done a zillion times in practice, but this time there was something significant because at that moment, the guy caught it on video. Correct. He he had just overthrown me ever so slightly. And it wasn't like in the the games where he's overthrowing me (laughs) 10 yards. 
it was just far enough to where I couldn't just reach up and catch right. it. And you did a circus cat. So I laid out yes. as long as and as far as I could, and the ball just landed right in my hands. And and, and they caught it on film and, and put it on the news that night. Right. And I but I remember you coming back, and maybe we were in the huddle or something, and you're like, dude. This Jesus thing works or something. Like you said something to that yeah, effect. I think that's about like what it I was said something too. like there was just I I don't know how to compare it, but I could just yeah. tell you were just like at one moment you're like I was finally validated. Correct. And it it is true. I believe that when you delight yourself in the Lord, even in the most smallest way, I think He does give you Absolutely. the desires of your heart. And again, to go on with the story, that was your first game. You that that, that game that game was well, it was Cape Coral High School, right? Where we won fifty five to nothing, <laughs> and I only I had. And I tell the testimony to the, I'll, I'll tell the testimony to our football players. I had two catches for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The next game we played um, Cypress Lake. Yeah. I had two catches and three touchdowns because I recovered a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. Right. The next game was Lemon Bay, and I had two catches right. for two touchdowns. And I was averaging like fifty yards <laughs> a catch or something crazy. Like <laughs> it wasn't like it was a slant on the goal line. No, and it was it was like off to the races and. And I, even me just still being a 16-year-old, I understood that as a young Christian, because I was a young Christian too, how quick you know you can lose that focus or you can get distracted or, or it can just be just something you ran through and it wasn't really something real. And so um, I was like, if I don't ever start on this team, if I don't ever contribute on this team or ever play, I was like, if nothing more, I can hopefully be an influence on your life or anybody else on the team for that matter. Um, and then what started to happen is, you know, our, our receivers coach was also our FCA coach. Right. And he started giving me more and more opportunities to, like, lead a devotional or lead an FCA meeting or, I mean, and it's it's freaking hard enough to navigate your high school years, period. But trying to walk it out as a, as a kid that's a young believer, like, I may have had a little bit of a head start on you, but I was always curious to know, like, what was going through your head at that time? Like, what... What were you thinking about? Like, were you, did you feel like, oh, I feel tempted to go back to the way it was? Or was this like, no, this is something real in my life from here on out? No, it was, and it's, it's, you know, the Lord, Lord knew just how to meet me where I was to validate the decision that I had made. And for me, it was football, which at the time was everything in my, that was everything to me. And so, he validated it, and then it became almost like an addiction of, I want to know more. Yeah. Because, and you you remember, we used to have conversations in the back of the, the class where my superstition was combining with right. with spirituality. Right. And, and you're probably sitting there looking at the, my, listening to my questions going, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think football players by nature are superstitious. Yeah. And I, it brings order in a sad, you know. And it does. In a chaotic world where you realize, like, anything could go wrong. Right. Well, and, but to answer your question, what was going through my head was I just, I wanted, I wanted to know more. Yeah. And that's why, you know, even after that, after that decision, it was, you had, you had the knowledge and the Lord had given you, given you some wisdom that, that I wanted more of. And then it became... You know, and you can pro- you probably saw it. I mean, there was there was obviously a noticeable difference in me. Yeah. 
but you know there was the the language that I had to overcome right that wasn't easy because right. it was always a part of what I had done especially as a football player oh yeah especially absolutely. when you're FCA <laughs> when you're FCA coach <laughs> had the, the worst language has the worst them. mouth yes. on the entire of, of everybody <laughs> isn't it funny how even just the I mean it really if you think about it, they're just words put together it's not the words themselves it's what's behind it correct but you realize it's like oh man like I can't cuss this person out anymore because that's the easy thing to do. Right. I've got to do the harder thing, which is like self-control. Self-control yeah. and like, like, do you feel that commitment to Christ at that young age helped you get through your high school years? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With, without a doubt. That's um, because, and it, the Lord puts it in everybody. When you read God's Word, He talks about you know that that emptiness that that uh, that you have that only the Lord can fill. Right. And that emptiness was what was tearing me apart before I came to know the Lord. Right. And then that fulfillment afterwards. I mean, I wouldn't be here. I am sitting in behind the desk of of the principal that was I the know. principal. Isn't that crazy? That was the. The principal when you and I were there. And now here I am sitting behind the desk as a principal and I look back and that obviously coming to know the Lord is the single most decision, most important decision that you'll ever make. But I wouldn't be here if it was not for for that decision and everything that, that happened following and the Lord laying all of that that out in front of me. So, uh, so I guess just to kind of pick up from there, so we had a phenomenal junior season. Like we, that team made it to regionals, and then literally became one game away from going to state. One play. You're right, one literal play. One play. One play from going to state, which had never happened for any team from this area, uh, much less an upstart school of a couple years old. Um, So it was kind of a heart... It was a great season, but it was like a heartbreaking season all at the same time. Heartbreaking end, yeah. And uh, so, so... But then I was like, oh, wait, all the receivers are graduating. I was like... I've been like two and, or three deep, and, and the quarterback, and the quarterback. So I'm like, I'm like two or three deep on the depth chart. Like I'm the next guy to come up. Like I'm like, if I work hard and get my speed up, and you know, and really, you know, study you, I was like, this is like an amazing thing. I was thinking like I, he could be on one side, I'm playing on the other side. Like we're the starting wideouts, and and in my head, I thought this is my ticket to finally go to college, even if it's a crappy one. You know, D two or D three like level Z college. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can finally go to college. My parents had no money. You know, and I thought this is my chance. Like this is my opportunity. I'm on a team that was statewide ranked. We're going into our senior years. I'm on the depth chart, and I never forget this because we went to spring football, and um, and I was starting. You know, you were on one side, I was on the other, and I thought this is it. Like this is the best day of my life. Like everything I've worked hard for, I've killed myself in the gym the best I can to get good enough. And I'll never forget it. It was just, it's one dumb little play that I could never get, which was to be, to do a crackback block on the linebacker. And no matter how many times I practiced it, no matter how many times I did it, I just didn't have it in me to know how to do that. And, you know, coming out, going into my senior year, realizing I had lost the, you know, my dream. I lost my position. And, and I, you know, in my head, I thought I already knew I was going to the ministry. I was like, "This is going to be pay for my college at a Bible college." I already had the school in mind and all this stuff, and I thought it's done. Like I'm, I'm, I'll never get the position back. And I tell this story a lot of how disappointment, you know, a setback can be a setback or a setup. And I realized probably going into my senior year, I think 
you know, I was like, I'm not going to play. Because the team was in turmoil. Like, we lost the first two games, and you ended up being the quarterback out of, like, necessity. And we were just in a tailspin. And I'll never forget the Laley game, which I've actually told this story on, like, messages I've done. Um, the Laley game, out of nowhere, we're down by two touchdowns. I get put in the game. I'm put at the slot position. Again, I look over. There's Rob. He's right next to me. Like, I had the chance to turn this game around, to be the hero, to redeem myself, to get the scholarship. And the ball ricochets off my head. <laughs> was it at that point in time that you realized? I was like, I was like, I, I can never win. Like, I'm literally six yards from the end zone. I run the in pass, and he just for some particular reason threw it immediately before I even made the cut. So as soon as I turn, my head, it goes. The inside linebacker comes up and just creams me. And I just do the walk of shame all the way back. And, of course, we lost the game, and right. it was just, like, the beginning of this sort of tailspin. And and I was benched, and then, like, a couple games later, you give me a concussion, and I'm, I'm couple out. Of practices a couple like practices that. later, you give me a concussion running across the middle. I'll never forget that, too, because I was running deep a deep middle route, and I just remember, like, going, hey, I'm open, and then I'm like, hey, I'm on the sidelines. <laughs> How did I get from there to Where, here? How did I teleport in time <laughs> through space and time? How is there this gap in my memory? I, I, I've never had that bad of a concussion where it's like I have zero memory of what happened. And they were like, you don't know what happened? I'm like, no. I'm like, I was running across the middle. Next thing I know, I'm on the side. They go, Rob creamed you. I'm like, what do you mean, Rob? Of all the people, Rob? He's like, yeah, you, you missed the pass. And he just laid you out. And he goes, then you hit the ground, stood up, started talking, and collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we brought you here. Hence, and they're like, we think you have a concussion. Hence the difference between you being not being able to make a comeback or a crackback block. <laughs> I was like, wait, so who laid the hit? They're like, Rob did. And I look at him, I'm like, really? <laughs> Just doing my job. I was like, you're supposed to be on my team, man. But um, So I was out for a couple games. And then I think what really, that was when I realized is like, whether it's circumstances or lack of genetics or just whatever it is, this is not going to work out for me. But it's funny how I really stopped being so caught up in that. Right. And I was like, I was already leading a bunch of FCA meetings and I was really, you know, we were seeing a lot of turnaround in the football team because these were hardcore partying, right. redneck, you know, go. Oh, yes. and, and these guys were now maybe just by lip service, but they were staying out of some of that trouble. Mm-hmm. And I thought, huh, like just dropping me in that has allowed me to be an influence. Well, what you, what you did, you set the foundation for changing the changing peer pressure. Yeah. Because there was there was a negative peer pressure that yeah they were always talking about going out here to the UK and partying yeah. and doing yes. all this other stuff. And then it all of a sudden, it didn't all of a sudden, it wasn't all of a sudden, but it took a little bit of time. Yeah. Then the, those conversations became silent. Right. Because it, wasn't the, it was no longer the cool thing to do. And, and I think FCA was great because we provided an opportunity where you didn't have to do that. Correct. It was like after the game was over, and again, to his credit, for as much as you know, our FCA coach, God rest the dead, you know, unfortunately yeah. he's passed away, but um, he did provide an outlet. Yes. He opened his house every Every night after the game, correct, and that's became the new thing to do. Yep, and I can't, I can't help but think back and go, how many lives did he protect, pre- prevent from a drunk driving accident, yep. uh, got some pregnancy, God knows what right, right, he did, absolutely. And um, so again, the year kind of progresses, and uh, I realize we're both about to graduate, and you know, 
you know, those five Division One scholarships. It's funny, even if going seven three, and we didn't even make the playoffs. Like eight and two, eight and two. Sorry, my bad. I, the, I was counting the playoff the, loss. Yeah, the two, the two games that we lost were the first two. So it's funny how even with that, teams did not care. You know what I mean? They were like, you know, Spires got a Division One scholarship to FSU. Yeah. Who, who, uh, and I remember thinking, like, I was really concerned about you, you know. Not that I could just make you do whatever you wanted, I wanted you to do, but I was like, I'm really concerned that he's going to go off to some school, and this is all that's been in his life is going to end because he's going to get into some party in school and whatever. <clears throat> and I don't know why I took you to Southeastern College. They didn't even have oh, a football I team. <laughs> I remember going. I remember. I think I was like sleeping on the floor or something. Yes. In that, in we that all dorm slept room. in a dorm. And yeah. I'm going to put this picture. Up. I have a picture of us uh, in that in that spot. It's really it's one of my favorite pictures. But uh, I'll never forget this. You 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 were like always bent on going to Southern Methodist University. Do you remember this? I think that was I think that was from my parents. Yeah. I think my parents because they were like a wide receiver. Type school or something? No, like no. Because my, just you my parents were they they were Methodists, gotcha. so didn't know the Lord, but you know grew up. When I say I grew up in a Methodist right. church, we yeah. went around Christmas, Christmas time and Easter, and Easter <laughs> CEO. You know? So and that's and that's really you know they were my family's all from South Bend, so right. you know it was all all Notre Dame, and right. well if you're not going to Notre Dame, then you know we're Methodists, so good. and you know and it was <laughs> and it was all right. it was all just fluff, but. But you know, it, at Liberty was great for me. Obviously, I met my wife, and well, it's it's funny. So that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Liberty reached out to you out of nowhere. Uh, well, or were they always trying to recruit you? No, they were always trying to. recruit They were. Me. So you weren't at first. You were like, no, correct. Because what you thought it was just going to be a crappy football school. Or? Correct. Well, yeah. but then I mean, when we went up there for the for the trip, I'm looking at this place, going, man, this place is unbelievable. Yeah. And now it's even more unbelievable. Right. It's phenomenal now. Um, but, uh, but no, it was, it was a great, it, you know, they're a little more liberal than what I'm used to now in, right. in my walk, but it's, um, very different, um, because they, they took the foundation that was built here yeah. that, uh, that you helped with and really helped it to, to blossom into, you know, the importance of my own spiritual walk and spiritual leadership. So we only got a few minutes left, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a quick fast forward on this. So, so again, you know, you graduate, I was like, awesome he's going off to liberty that's a christian school that's probably one of the best you know that type of schools and i thought okay he's in good hands right but you know this is pre-social media this is pre like <laughs> it's not like you'd be like i'm gonna text you every day and see how you're doing i was like oh, well as you know that's it he's gonna go his way i'm gonna go my way and that's really what happens in high school right you know right what i mean on. you 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 go your separate ways and you hope the best and maybe someday in 10 years you'll see each other <laughs> But I really honestly thought, you know, I'll probably never see this guy again. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I thought in my head. And so, fast forward from my life, this is where it gets really bizarre. I'm going to start doing Christian rap. Actually, funny, because I broke my nose out this pole vault pit. That's a whole nother story <laughs> with a different person. But um, I'm reading, and, you know, years later, I'm full-time in the music. I am traveling. You know, I'm still here in the town. I didn't go anywhere. And I never forget. I open up the newspaper, and it says like local coach impacts players for Christ uh, through FCA. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who this is. That's really cool. You know, like I've been 15 years removed from FCA. And I look closer. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Rob. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking. I'm reading. I'm like, wait a minute, he's at. There's no freaking way. Like, and sure enough, you came back and became the football coach. Correct. How weird was that? Very weird. Um... In in fact, when I when I came here as a just an assistant football coach, we had lo- for the first two years we lost 
every game. We right. were we were zero and twenty. So you want to talk about as a player dynasty death? Correct. Yeah. And then take and then looking at that, and it was it was very very weird to see how it digressed so right. much, but but then I had the opportunity to become the head coach as a third year coach, and and the Lord impressed it on my heart to instill in the kids. You know, there is a separation of church and state, right. so it's not forcing. Right. But it is, it's still it's still planting seeds and laying the foundation for hard work, for dedication, for the things that you and I learned right. from Coach Rolls and Coach Jones and those other coaches. And uh, it was, it was very, very weird and very different, but... Um, but now it was a, it's a whole different aspect of now you're influencing right. those kids and you look in their faces and you say I was that that was me. And the, and the funny thing was was that you know you being a coach you have to obviously toe the line that you're not trying to endorse mm-hmm. a certain faith or you're not trying to you know use your platform to proselytize and things like that. Correct. So and I think you've always done a great job with that. And anybody that's a person of faith in the public school system like that's probably a daily thing you have to figure out. But the funny thing was, I always remember you were like, listen, I can't come in here and like do anything outside of just answer a question if somebody asks me. You go, but would you mind coming and speaking to the kids? Because you're just a person. Right. And I thought, how full circle is this? It's like, I looked at him one time and I'm like, you realize we're right where we started 15 <laughs> right years ago. Same gym. Does this mean we're not going anywhere in life? Or, or we're just running a lap? Like it's high school track again. And uh, and it's it's been really cool to see you know over the years like that I have never left the community I still do my music but to be able to still come back you know do a public school assembly here to you know to yeah I mean you name it like I'm sitting in the room right now where I would be scared to death to be sitting in this room <laughs> um, all these years later but uh, yeah man so that was that was really about it so I actually literally have to go speak to FCA yep. upstairs at the football team yep yes you do uh, and I believe a, my son's coming down to pick you up. Okay, so, awesome. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, you're awesome. And uh, if you could see him right now, he has like a weird... <laughs> he had a tree fall on I got a shoe on the hurricane. Though, so. um, but yeah, man. So I always just thought that was a really interesting story. And uh, thanks for everything. Yeah, KJ Crocker Podcast. Just gotta give a game face on. I'm about to give a game face Game face all day, a day, all time. Jumps up on your head like an avalanche in a diamond mine And you chasing that your dollar sign I'm chasing at my garden I'm placing my faith up in this race And I run this race at the bottom line And I came now I try to find who's down to ride and roll with me And I'm game face up here tonight Cause how you died and who you be And I'm going in, I'm showing in Just what you give and done for me And I know I live, I know my sin is gone And I've been redeemed and I'm feeling like a beast, someone let me out I'm feeling like I'm free, someone let me out
find ourselves in godliness and it's obvious You know the problem is that my flick's strong and I win slow Beast mode, don't switch off and our day start before it hits dawn And we finishing when y'all getting up I hate the pain when I wake the train 5 a.m. I know I'm late, but I'ma buckle down Suffer now, cause I'ma be the champ for my whole life OKG against my team, y'all boys won't float like Macy's They parade on the money, they make it all But that money won't save them See, they think that my guys won't break them Take them down, don't really wanna wake us